Welcome along to another Know My Faith Monday podcast, and my guests this time are Paul and Shulamit Ataya. Thank you for coming in. Um, Paul, you are New Zealand-born Lebanese. That's correct. Yes. On um, both sides of my both family. Both sides. Yeah. And Shulamit, you are Israeli-born Jewish on both sides of your family? Mm-hmm. All right, because this is a mix that... Um, that I like to explore, uh, and and the, the the Lebanese Arab side of things adds a little bit more in. But it's it's when a Christian meets a Jewish believer, and they fall in love and get married because that's that's a, it's an interesting dynamic. So I'm going to start with your wife first, if that's, that's all right. Fine. Okay. So, um, Shulamit, were you brought up in a uh, Messianic uh, family? Not at all. Okay. So give me a little background. So my mother and father were both from a very religious homes. Orthodox. Orthodox. Yep. They had to keep Shabbat strictly. They had to go to Cheda, is the name for when you go to, like uh, when our people go to synagogue, but they had to, on a Sunday, they would go to Cheda. Okay. To a prayer and study Hebrew room. And... The whole lifestyle was kosher, also separating the milk and the meat, and a very, very um, exclusive kind of Jewish life. Uh, When you look back on that, how do you feel about it? I'm glad that I can understand a little bit more Mm -hmm. about our heritage, the good and the bad. And... I'm thinking, well, my parents had an opportunity to hear of God and to experience him in some measure. But on the other hand, it was very restrictive. Yeah. It was very laws upon laws. We often think, um, we, we, we the Gentiles, the Goyim, uh, we often think that there is, because the Orthodox Jews don't know Yeshua, then the, you know, their, their religion is, is nothing. I, I remember when Sharon and I and our kids were in Israel and we did the City of David tour. And the young girl that did the tour, she's, she gets, gets to one point and she pulls her Tanakh out of her, out of her pack and she says, this is the part when you read here in 2 Samuel, da, 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 da. And she closes it and put, and I, I'm going, this young lady loves her God. Mm. You know, I wish she knew Yeshua, mm. but she has a genuine love for Yahweh. Mm. It's not just religion. Was was that like with your family? Yes, not with my immediate, my mother and father, but I have a cousin living in Israel now. She immigrated when I was in my early teens. Mm-hmm. She's from my father's side, also very religious background. And I knew that she loved God, and that provoked jealousy in me. Yeah. I knew they would kiss the Torah, but I knew that they so, meant it. So pr- provoke jealousy in you because you were from a religious Torah? No, because uh, my parents, one thing I need to put in there, my parents, when they finished growing up and when they went to a youth movement in England and the war was on, mm-hmm. they and all that was going on, they, they, they didn't want to follow that okay. anymore. They came to Israel, so-called secular. <laughs> yeah. And... We came to a kibbutz, which didn't te- we learned the Bible in our school, and we had the traditional uh, convocations or feasts. Yeah. But we didn't learn it with faith. We didn't connect with faith and reverence to God. It was just it was a tradition. Just, just tradition mm. and learning. Yeah. So that was my background when I grew up. 
Okay. I knew my parents what it was, and I would meet the religious side when I would go to see my cousin. Yeah. But I knew that there's something very genuine there. I knew that. I just knew in my heart. She wasn't messianic? No. She was she orthodox, really, yes, but really loved yes. Yahweh. But had a, a, a glow on her face. Yeah. And just every time something happens, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. But I knew she meant it. Uh, she had really sad things happen in her life, but she would not blame somebody for that. She would not do it's this fault, it's that fault. She would just say, Baruch Hashem. And she okay. meant it. She's yeah. got a wonderful heart, mm. attitude, approach, and just a beautiful lady to be with. Yeah. And that really gives me the, the faith and knowledge that our people, those who genuinely love Hashem, I, I believe they will come to know Yeshua. So, Paul, um, Lebanese news. So your father moved here when he was in his yes, 20s. he came here in 1937. Actually, interestingly, although born in Lebanon, he came here on an Egyptian passport. Ah, all right. So with you have similar situation. You can be Muslim Lebanese. You can be Christian Lebanese. You can be... Um, atheist Lebanese. Yeah. So uh, my father came from a, a very devout Orthodox Christian tradition. And the way he described it, uh, in Egypt, where he was educated from about the age eight, uh, he grew up and uh, he had uh, a, a, an education that included instruction from the Quran. Mm -hmm. because it's essentially a Muslim country in yes. Egypt. And so that uh, proved useful for him when he was sharing his faith in, uh, as uh, Muslims would refer to him, Isa, mm -hmm. uh, sharing with them passages from the Quran to challenge how highly they regarded him. But, of course, he always referred uh, in the end to his his Bible, but uh, I say so. He was he was a he was a full on believer because I mean we know in, even in, in the Christian same as what Shulamit was saying with yeah. the with the Orthodox Judaism we know yeah. very well that within Christendom there are people that simply go to church. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I need to qualify that a little bit to say that uh, what he told me was uh, I remember him saying to me, "Son," he said, "from a young age." I always feared God. I just did not know him personally. Right. He said that happened here in New Zealand. Uh, and that's an interesting story because uh, he started reading the Bible from Genesis all the way through. Yep. And he said, when I came to the book of uh, Hebrews, he said, there I read that uh, Jesus offered himself up as a sacrifice for sin once and for all. And he told me that's when I got the revelation yeah. that I needed to be born again. Yeah. yeah. So this is before you were born? Yes. Um, even today I, I, I take people to the very room at my grandparents' homestead where he told me he knelt and uh, accepted yeah. the Lord in his life. Yeah. Was there, I mean, the, the dynamic that we're looking at is, is Christian, particularly in your case, it's like Coptic uh, Eastern Orthodox. East, Eastern Orthodox Christian mm. meets Messianic Jewish believer. Mm. Was there any uh, of the Jewish understanding of the background of the scriptures, the, the, the Jewishness of Christianity in your upbringing as a Christian? 
Yes, I, I believe my father had a really good understanding of that. When he met Shulamit, he said, uh, he said, in his really? thick accent. Strong Egyptian said, accent. Yeah, he said, I've been praying for your people for many years. Ah, <laughs> love you, Jerusalem, <laughs> yeah. I love you. And, and so I think really it was his knowledge of the Bible because he definitely was a man of the word, but he was a man of the spirit as well. And he understood the heart of God for Jewish people. So this hasn't been as steep a learning curve for you as it could have been? You know, I hadn't always had the perspective that I have now, but what I did have, I think, is the advantage that the Apostle Paul talked about in relation to Jewish people having an advantage through having had the oracles of God yep. and the traditions of faith. And for me, that provided a basis for to ignite something that uh, in the future would be necessary for me to, you know, be with Shunami. Yeah. It's like when... Um when James says in that first council in Jerusalem, when they're just, you know, trying to figure out whether us Gentiles needed to get circumcised or, or, or whatever, and he, he gives the, 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 you know, don't eat meat given to idols and meat strangled and refrain from fornication. And then he says this strange thing, because Moses is preached in the synagogue every Shabbat. And it's like, you'll understand it. Mm. As you go along, just don't, don't worry about all this for now, just... Don't do that. Mm. As you go along the path, mm. it will be revealed because mm. the Jewish people had those oracles from God. Yeah. And I, I think that we miss out on so much, and this is what we try and teach with, with Know My Faith, we miss out on so much of our faith because we're thrown out. We, we use the Tanakh, the Old Testament, as a reference book. Yes. That's, yeah. you know, it's, our faith starts at Matthew 1. Mm. Mm, but not for my father. And um, my, some of my fond memories of him were of him every day kneeling by his bedside, reading his Bible, and sometimes I would hear him praying, and he often would invite me to be with him, and I'd kneel with him by his bedside, and he would tell me stories about Daniel in the lion's yeah. den was one of my favorite ones. Mm -hmm. And he would dramatize it okay. in such a way I felt like I had, you know, a preferential seating at the arena. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking around for the lions. Um, now, you were very blessed and fortunate to have yeah. that. So, Shulamit, if I come back to you, so you, you, it was one of your cousins that really provoked you to jealousy regarding... In the beginning. Yeah, regarding, shall we say, Yahweh Hashem... Mm -hmm the God of the Jews, but yes. not Yeshua. So to just take us on that journey. All right. Well, I think I had a desire for, to know God from a very young age, and I contributed to the fact that I was born when, uh, I can tell the age, I was born in 1952. You can work it out. <laughs> and um, so in those years, there was no yet uh, hospital, Hebrew hospitals in the Galilee. There was an, an outreach from... Uh, a, a Scottish hospice, it was called, mm -hmm. and was to help the Jewish women to give when after they give birth or when they give birth, and it was truly purely a Christian place, you know. And I was born there. My sister and my brother after me were born in a Hebrew hospital, right? But in the Galilee, then by then it was made. So I believe that somebody must have prayed for me. I because as far as I, as yet, I'm the only sibling. 
I'm praying for my family and yeah. I'm the only one walking with Yeshua. So I believe that had a big influence. And I think um, possibly that caused me to be interested in, in, in Jewish and yeah. religious things that drew me, you know. Um, and I couldn't participate in a lot because Akiputz was not built for that. But as soon as there would be something to bridge the gap between the secular and the religious, as they call them, I would be one to go to it, yeah. want to participate. So that's where, um, where it goes. Yeshua was not mentioned at all, okay. um, not at all. And so, I, so would you say you became uh, religiously Jewish yeah, before was, you became messianic? Yeah, I was trying to be religious. I, yeah. I thought I went to my cousin's place a few times and thought maybe I could become like them, but I couldn't do all the laws and the things from my heart. I knew yeah. it wouldn't be from my heart. And I thought, I, I can't do that. You know, there's so many things we have to do. It's, whoa. And I thought I, I wouldn't be able to stand. So it kind of left me a desire and a disappointment, but knowing that I can't in that way. So I guess it left a, a room open for um, something, you know. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I wanted a relation because I saw that my my cousin had a relationship with God, and I wanted that, and so I really wanted to be able to talk to him and to, you know, fellowship like this as we do now. I had no idea. We think we are good, you know. I had no idea I had sin nature and things like that. No idea of that whatsoever. And I tried to be good, of course, yeah. and uh, thinking I could do that in my own strength and mm. just try harder. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. So when did Jesus come on the scene? Oh, I was almost 30 by that time. I was in Australia. Did you, did you get that relationship with Hashem before then? No, not really. I no. actually, what happened is I was in Australia after my army time. And I did some training in child, early childhood education to be a kindergarten teacher. And I didn't plan to leave for a long time, but while I was there, I thought I might as well do some studies. And as I was doing that, I, an open door was to work with um, our religious kindergarten. Mm -hmm. uh, Yavne was a religious Jewish school, and they needed a kindergarten teacher for that time. One was leaving, so I applied and they accepted me because I had the Hebrew and everything. And I was working there for about a couple of years. Um, but one time I thought I'll go to one of the religious families, the most religious family in our group, because the boy was very nervous and very agitated and very aggressive. So I'll go to their home to see what it is. And I learned that they put a lot of fear on our children. You know, that if you don't do this, you'll be punished. If you don't yeah. do that, and I, f I really felt sorry. But the, only the mother was there because the husband wouldn't be there because there's another woman there. And so she told her husband that I asked questions and so on. I was only working with three to four years old. You know, very young age. I I, I was not. All I needed to do was teach them a little bit of prayer and some dance yeah. and a Hebrew word here and there. So I asked way beyond what I needed to know, really. Um, and she, and so he complained to the headmaster, I don't know enough and I shouldn't continue to, he shouldn't continue to employ me. And I was just horrified. I was dumbfounded. I thought, if they only knew how, how longing I am for, to know more. Your heart, yes. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they would yeah. embrace me and I might have been one of them, you know. So that was really what the, they said, the straw that broke the camel's back. I knew I have nothing to do to search here. 
you know, if they can't help me, you know. Who can? Yeah. So that was the turning point for me. And that a year after that, I, went, I was up north in New South Wales and I met a group of believers. And, um, Jesus people. Yeah. Jesus. yeah. The North. God bless them. Somebody the else was telling me about that the other day. He bumped into the Jesus people in, in New South Wales. And mm. who was that? I might have been telling you that. Maybe was it, me. Might, no. We were sitting might, next to one another. Yeah, at the, at the, at the, at the, the meeting mm. with the ambassador. Yes. The only problem was that they they called themselves the, the spiritual Israel. Right. And they said that God has finished with Israel. And they said to me, you don't need to go back to Israel. You're okay with us. No, you're a spiritual. Uh, the, the, see, that's one of the problems too, because I'm talking to Perry Trotter um, yes. on another uh, podcast. And, and this is one of the things that Perry talks about is the number of Christians, evangelical Christians, mm-hmm. that are actually anti-Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, 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 they love God. They love Jesus. They know Jesus is Jewish. Mm-hmm. They know, you know, they, but they, they, they're just anti-everything to do with Israel. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, Paul, with that, with it, and amongst the church, because I know, yeah. I know that you two um, not travel but, but have a lot to do with, the, with messianic folk within the New Zealand Christian community, but also with... Other Christians. Yes. Do you feel this slight animosity thing? Uh, I uh, we come up against it sometimes, and I can recount one occasion where uh, Shulamit was speaking at a, a church in Levin, and a dear brother—I'll call him a dear brother because he's, you know, he's a—he's like, a believer, like precious mm-hmm. faith. Yeah. Uh, he came up to me after the meeting. And in all seriousness, he said to me, you realise, of course, that the Jews have had their chance. (laughs) Then I was aghast. (laughs) And uh, so that has kind of made me sensitive to the whole issue of uh, what is termed as replacement theology. Yeah. And uh, recently when I was listening to a message, uh, incidentally it was by... Uh, being given by a messianic uh, believer in Israel, and I heard him use the term spiritual Israel, and my antenna <laughs> poked up. And so I'm now writing a response to that in which I try to show that the biblical reference to the Israel of God is not a reference to the church universal. Um, but really is a reference to that section of Israel that is um, accepting of Yeshua as the Messiah. It's the, one of the things we try and do, and, and you guys do it as well, but with Know My Faith, we want, to, we want people to understand the historical, cultural perspective of the scriptures, particularly the New Testament scriptures, that they were written by Jews, that the original readers were all Jewish, and therefore their understanding of it was a Jewish understanding. Now, um, you're a Kiwi, so you'd understand it, but Shulamit, you might have come across it. We have this wonderful saying in New Zealand, ladies bring a plate. Yes. All right? I I love it when ladies turn up with just an empty plate. Mm -hmm. I I said to a lady, I was doing some training with one of my other jobs previously, and she was English, and she mentioned that. And I I said, we could explain that to you, but it's so much fun to watch you just turn up with an empty plate. (laughs) Culturally, we automatically understand what that means. Ladies a plate means ladies bring a plate with food on the plate. 
But if you don't understand that, you miss out so much. And it's the same when we don't understand the fact that the New Testament scriptures were written by Jews to Jews, and we try and understand it in our Western mm. modern yes. thinking. That's, That's right. where we get spiritual Israel. Yes. Yes. It basically means the church replaced Israel. Yes, and that, that, it, that concerns me. Yeah, well, because that's not what it says. No. Um, I'm, I'm just writing a Bible study, a series of Bible studies at the moment on the place of the dead. Because you know, people go, oh, you've got Sheol and you've got Hades and you've got Abaddon and you've got Gehenna and da 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 and, and basically we have no idea what any of those mean because we've thrown out the cultural historical understanding of it and we're trying to think of it in 21st century mm -hmm. English. Mm. And so context matter. is important. And in fact, uh, Shulamit and I had a discussion about this when we were driving here today. Okay. And uh, I was trying to show her in the passage of scripture that she was reading that we have to actually pay p uh, careful attention to every word and the way it's placed within the sentence. Uh, and I think where we come unstuck very often is that we're very, um, what's the word, lazy in the way that we read and that we speak. Yeah. And we don't give enough attention to the yeah. context around what we say. So, so sorry, this, this Leb Lebanese Kiwi Goy is giving you lectures on your he scriptures. Is. I think, oh, he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think part of that is that I've written a number of legal submissions, and although I'm not a lawyer, yep. and uh, I used to wonder where did that inclination come from? And I finally settled on the, the fact that uh, the Apostle Paul was really a lawyer, and I really took very careful note of how he built his arguments for certain things. Yep. And I found myself using that same strategy in my legal submissions. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, even that example in the way he wrote, then as much as it equipped me to write my submissions, also schooled me in how to understand the scriptures. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very appreciative of that. He's very logical. He's very logical. Uh, actually, I'm an engineer by trade. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I mean, engineering is logical, isn't mm. it? It's got to be. So Paul takes, you know, I mean, we've said so many times over, over many, many years, people have said, you know, the, the, um, uh, the gospel is in the Old Testament concealed and the Old yes. Testament is okay. in the New Testament yes. revealed. Most of the New Testament, the, the writings of Paul is mostly explaining the Old Testament in the light of Yeshua. Exactly. So he's taking, the, call it the law, the Tanakh. Yes. And very logically yes. opening that up to go, that means Jesus, that means Jesus, that means Jesus, that means Jesus. So you go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, that, I, that's right. I remember yeah. um, got hit by a car in West Auckland. And oh, I hope it, it wasn't me. I lived no, there. No, no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no. Um, but the the lady's husband made her take me to court because he wanted to make it show that I hit her. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I just showed the judge. I said, look, the damage is on that part of my car and that part of her car. Who pulled in front of who? And the judge goes, that's it. You know, the logic which Paul uses mm. in, in that professional, you know, yes. legal way, yes. you know, oh, that must make sense. Yes. That yes. must make yes. sense. And so many times it says in the New Testament, this is to fulfill 
such and such. Mm. There's so many times it says that, you know. Yeah. So you've got to go back to say what has it actually fulfilled? What does it say yeah. in the and, and, and the promises, you know, we talk about the new covenant. The new covenant was made with who? It was made with Israel and Judah, mm. which we, you and me, mm. are graciously allowed to join along with the Jewish people. Mm. Yes, and, and this is a point that Shulamit and I discussed recently, mm. and I, I tried to explain it in a way that might make sense to a lot of people, in that we, uh, as Gentiles, uh, uh, become in Yeshua part of the commonwealth of Israel, it doesn't make us uh, Israeli nationals. doesn't make us Jewish. In the same way that being part of the British commonwealth doesn't uh, make me a British It doesn't make citizen. you English. No. 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 And, and, and so uh, we have the benefits, but that doesn't confer nationality. That, exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Shulamit, do you feel um, treated differently in churches by Gentile believers? I think sometimes ignored, uh, sometimes totally not uh, appreciative of what they have in the sense of what heritage is here, and misunderstood. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I had been many times I would go away really hurting inside, but we have to comfort me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, disappointed, mm. despondent. It may be because people think that, that you're trying to make them Jewish. Maybe I try to make it very, very clear that I don't expect them to, at all for that, but I want them to see what roots but the richness of the roots and what they can benefit from it and how they can be enriched by it. Yeah. So sometimes there is a misunderstanding, and I try to make it as clear as I can. Uh, I don't expect you to do anything, yeah. but I want you to know that if you do, you'll be blessed. So when, when I was pastoring the Christian Centre in Caddy Caddy, uh, I said what we're trying to learn is how we as 21st century Gentiles worship the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We're not getting out circumcision knives. We're not doing this. We, so we started doing that, and we sang a few songs in Hebrew, right? And, and I'm a musician. I'm a worship leader. Uh, Michael Eagleton, who was one of our, uh, our teachers and elders at the time, he's also a good worship leader, so he would bring some songs in Hebrew. So we, we had fun yeah. as a congregation singing songs in Hebrew. Yeah. Um, for my sabbatical year, Sharon and I went to Israel for six and a half weeks, and we spent time with Kahila Haderek and, mm. and others mm. up in Kamiel. I've been there quite some yeah. time. And so when I came back, the first thing I said to the church, I said, the first thing that you need to know is we don't have to sing songs in Hebrew. We're going to keep singing them in Hebrew because it's fun, right? Because some of them were a bit worried mm. that you know, Rob, Rob's going to come back wearing a skull cap and yeah. you know, prayer yeah, shawl, yeah. you know. So I said, the first thing you need to know, we don't have to sing songs in Hebrew. We sing them in English because that's the language that we understand, mm. Mm. right? But we're going to keep doing it because it's fun. And I think what happens is a lot of people, when, when we start talking this way, mm. a, lot, a lot of people are worried that, that we're going to have to learn Hebrew and sing songs in Hebrew and do all this sort of... Mm. And that's not the... You don't even no. feel that as, as a Jewish believer, mm. you're not even trying to get people to do that. And I wish they didn't do that. Why? Anyway. Because they are Gentiles and 
they have a call as a Gentile to provoke me to jealousy. If they try to be like me, they can't provoke me because I don't want all the rabbinical stuff. I want the, to know God and have that relationship that Abraham had and my forefathers. Yeah. And many a times it happens in the that when the nation in the nations the Gentiles try to they 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 take on the the uh, bit of this and a bit of that and before you know it they become legalistic mm. and they actually present a wrong picture yeah and that's a big concern well we did we did a podcast recently um, with uh, Daniel Waterhouse in the states and we were looking at the the language that we use because originally messianic simply meant a Jewish person who recognized that Jesus, Yeshua, was the Messiah. Yes. Right. Yes. And then some of the Gentiles are going, oh, well, I'm a Messianic Gentile because I recognize the Jewish roots of it. You know. And then we have Jewish roots, which originally meant that I, as a Gentile, recognize that Christianity was originally simply another denomination of Judaism and that my faith grew out of Judaism. Mm. Jewish roots now are those that go Torah observant. So even the terminology has mm. been stolen mm. as, as we try and find something that was never meant for us. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, we've yes. met so many people that have expressed uh, the, mm. the thought or the desire that they want to be Jewish. Mm. And, and so they try and uncover any possible link and so on yep. and so on. Yeah, my great, 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 great grandmother cousin, mm. second auntie's dog. Yes, you know, <laughs> something like that. And, and we, I, I have said to Shulamit, I think it's largely in some form of romantic nonsense. But how do you counter it? And one of the ways, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, I would look at them and say, do you really want to pay double for all your sins? <laughs> Isaiah chapter Isaiah 40, 40 yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they sort of do a double take. And yeah. I'll take the blessings, but I wouldn't yeah, take the yeah. other side. We had a wonderful experience to counterfeit that. Um, we went to an Arabic fellowship, mm -hmm. Arabic speaking, in, uh, where was it? In Manurima. Uh, uh, okay. And they were Assyrians. They don't call themselves Iraqi, they call them Assyrians, Syrian. which is the lovely yep. term. And um, Lebanese. Lebanese yep. and Egyptians. Mm. Beautiful. And, you know, um, they'd had a baptism and we invited because of friends of friends. And we we observed the baptism, we joined the worship. There's some little bit of Hebrew song in the English songs. When they had the Arabic music, we f uh, felt at home immediately because yeah. it's Middle Eastern. It's just, yes. it was the just Middle Eastern beautiful. Music, yeah. The beat is yeah. in, yeah. in at the, the end of the <laughs> At the end of the baptism, the, f the three came. One was truly newborn. The other two were baptized as a baby and they wanted to be in water right. immersed, but they knew God for quite a long time. And then the pastor says, anybody wants to pray for them? And there was dead silence everywhere. I said, I'd love to pray. So I stood up, oh, come, come. And there was just me and the pastor. So I said, you pray first. So I, I felt to pray in Hebrew because I knew they will appreciate that and prayed Hebrew, English, English, Hebrew, and spoke some scriptures in Hebrew and English. Mm. And just as the Lord felt leading yeah. me, and there was tears. We were, we, I was weeping and they were weeping. We just felt so bonded as one. And they came and really thanked me and said, oh, we felt so close to Jesus. Yeah. And we love the language. And we, because we share the same, we're from the same region and we share the same. Yeah. So, so some of the Aramaic and, 
and the Arabic yes, uh, some uh, allowed words. them to understand yes. some of yeah. the From Hebrew. From time to time, I could pick up a Hebrew because our, the one who founded the modern language, Eliezer Ben Yehuda, he had to go to Arabic and Aramaic yeah. to find some words for today. For in Hebrew, because we haven't spoken it as a Hebrew language for, for quite years. some time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So there was just such a bond, and they they said, "We love you. We love you. You are you are our heritage. You are our roots." You know, and there was yeah. such an understanding. There was no hierarchy or anything. It was just a, just believers together, a spirit yeah. to spirit. Right. You know, yeah. we just bonded, and I I just love our brothers and sisters from the Middle East. Yeah. And then we were reminded about the highway that God talks about in Isaiah 19, mm-hmm. that there will be an altar, yep. altar yep. people will worship the Lord God All of, the way through. Yeah, yeah. in Egypt and yeah. speak the language of the Jews. Yes. And then there will be also in Assyria and Israel, and the three will be a blessing the, three the will, whole will be one. earth. We, we still don't understand that, yeah. do we? You know, we but amongst them, no confusion we no. Felt, about their identity. Yes. We felt we are part of that highway, yeah. you know? And we were so excited and so thrilled, yeah. you know. It was just such a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. lovely. Uh, this, this has been great too. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. Uh, the time has gone okay. like that. Just it's need amazing. to say about my parents. They were yeah. not born in Israel. My parents were born in England. They, my father's father was from Russia, a rabbi. Okay. My parents, uh, mother's parents were from Lithuania. You're all they, over the place. Yeah, they were first generation in England and then they immigrated to Israel right at the time of the independence okay, war. Yeah. So that's how my roots are. Robert's been I was born in the born in the Galilee. Born in the Galilee. I love the Galilee. We love we, chatting to you today. Yeah, it's been good. And we've got to get you get you back. So maybe next yes. time we'll get you back in and we'll, we'll open up the scriptures and yeah, yeah. you can show us some love stuff. Yeah. We love, love the word of God. He's yeah. very good at that. Is he? That's good. And I can help him. I, I love that. I love that the, 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 the Lebanese Gentiles teaching the Jewish believer this. <laughs> Yeah, we we, we learn from one another. Yes. We do. Yeah. Sometimes I have to tell you, no, no, it's not quite like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I had um, uh, in, in Israel some Israel Harrell. I don't know if you know him. Yes, yes. good friend of mine. So uh, Israel Harrell would say to me when I saw him, and he goes, "Open up your King James Bible because I love the King James." Yeah. And he goes, "Read this passage to me." I read. He goes, "That's not what it says." <laughs> Love it. And we want to thank you so much for what you do to bring the truth and to support God and His Word and us as Israel. Yeah. Thank you so much. God bless you. Mm.